Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday start of the week show. That's not what I call it, but it's what it is. <laughs> We're going to have a good day today. So let me see if I can get everything figured in right. So welcome to the Break the Cycle with DSD. I'm your host, Dwayne, and this is the show that helps you try to get out of the mess of a toxic situation, toxic divorce, toxic relationship, especially when you have kids involved. Uh, I am in a situation or where, much like you guys, where I went through that and developed some tips and techniques that I use to help me, that I share with you to help you get your life back, minimize the damage, try to break free from a toxic person. Trying to get everything lined up here. So I'm not a licensed and professional, uh, only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder. So be really careful whenever you're going around uh, figuring out what your ex may or may not be. Don't be going around telling everybody that they had a, you know, this, that, or the other. Leave that to the professionals. Of course, learn the techniques, learn, or not the techniques, learn the behavioral patterns, and then learn the techniques on how to appropriately deal with them to minimize your uh, the, the conflict. If you want to get a text notification of whenever the show starts, you can do that by texting DSD Live to 844-598-0012. That's 844-598-0012. And you will get a morning notification whenever the show goes live. That actually did work this morning. Speaking of phone lines... If you want to participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE. There's also a web interface for those folks who are outside of the United States. So just you can look in the link or look in the description and the show notes to find the link for that. Uh, and that way you don't have to pay those crazy international calling stuff. So if you're new to the channel and you haven't done so, please consider subscribing and ringing the bell notification so YouTube will let you know when we have a show going on. And let's just jump into it. Let me uh, move some things around. I keep you guys keep you might be able noticing that I'm man, it looks like I got my camera a little bit messed up. So let me fix this real quick or try to. There we go. Maybe that'll be better. I'm still trying to I'm still trying to get things set up and organized. Uh, let me, I don't need that. And so, and I, I'm trying to find a, a sweet spot, a sweet spot for all the windows so that I can <laughs> manage what's going on. The other thing I wanted to mention is, is this depending, I feel I might be getting a little bit under the weather, so we're going to see how this, how this show goes, but depending on how today goes, uh, right now, I have scheduled tomorrow a uh, episode with. Let me see, let me click the right button here. With uh, Leslie Powers, will be coming back, and we're going to be having part two of our discussion of Am the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation. And tomorrow's episode, we're going to focus on Amber Heard's blame shifting. Leslie has a bunch of uh, key points that she wanted to talk about. Plus some examples, I guess, that happened. There's a recent court ruling that happened last week. So tune in for that. That'll be tomorrow at 6. And then on 6 a.m. Pacific. Then on, uh, let's see, on Thursday, I'll have, uh, oh, crud, I forgot his name right off the, right off the top of my head. I'll have an, I have an a TikTok attorney from Utah, Marco um, Brown. That's it. Marco Brown is going to be joining us to discuss his advice on when you're divorcing someone you strongly suspect of being a narcissistic person that's probably undiagnosed. He, I've seen a couple of his videos. So they were uh, Debbie actually found them on TikTok, shared them with me, and finally, after weeks of trying to coordinate, I was able to connect with with uh, Mr. Brown. And we will have that conversation on Thursday. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so on that, if you have any specific questions for either Leslie or for Marco, uh, 
put them in the comments of this video. Don't do it in the live stream because if you're, if you're here live, if you put it there, then it's really hard for me to find them. So just if you put them in the comments, then I can search them. Otherwise, I don't unless, unless anybody knows how to uh, easily see what's in a, a live stream chat. Because I don't. So I haven't been able to do very well at that. So, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, ooh, iTumbler says, good old Marco Brown. Does that mean you, hey, iTumblers, do you know of, of that particular person? I'd be curious to, to, to see if you do. I wonder if I can, let me try this. While I'm, let me see if I can find him. Marco Brown, attorney. Let's see if that pops up. Well, I do know that this guy, this is him. I wonder if I can make that bigger. So that is the person. And he, he's really active on TikTok. It's probably one of the few, few TikTok-y things that, um, that I can watch. But uh, lots of good information. He puts out a lot of uh, interesting content. So I think it'll be a good discussion. I did have a topic for today. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I see somebody. Why is this not? Hmm. 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 Uh, Okay, Anders has a, a question. And actually, amazingly enough, Anders, if I'm saying your name correctly, and if I'm not, I really apologize. Uh, hold on, I got to turn off my notifications and tell it not to install the new OS update. <laughs> God, wouldn't that be a, How many people on Windows have had that happen at work or something? You're working on an important project. You got a deadline. You know, you're clickety-clacking. And it pops up and goes, your system's going to restart and reboot in 10 seconds. And you're like, what? No. Oh, that would just be uh, not great. So Anders had, uh, oh, that didn't line up right. Okay, so I got to, that, that's, uh, let me move this around. There we go. Okay. Says, so can you elaborate on how to handle your feelings when the narc tries to trigger you? Thank you for your fantastic show. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, actually, I had some. Um, I did have some ta uh, some points that I wanted to hit today that that kind of dovetails with that. But but I'll but I'll answer your question first, and then I'll go into into it. You have see the, the the thing is th there's more to it than them just poking you in the eye, right? I mean it it's one thing when somebody does something where they I mean they it, it's it's a it's a it's the same type of thing as if I came up with a needle and I just stuck you. And you're like, whoa, dude, what the hell, right? Everyone else could look at it. Anyone else looking around at it can look at it and go, holy crap, Dwayne, what the, why, why the hell did you do that, right? The problem is, is that whenever you're dealing with somebody who is narcissistic and who knows you and who has spent the time getting to getting getting to know you getting to understand your weaknesses then instead of just randomly sticking somebody they know how to strategically put that in a place to get them to maximize their effect so anders the the key thing on this is you have to remind yourself that you're being gaslit that you're being pushed that you're being provoked and you have to have that interrupt in your own mind where you basically pause, you recognize it, you go, holy crap, they're trying to push my buttons. And if you're lucky, you know exactly what button they're trying to push. So it makes it a lot easier. You're like, oh, they're trying to get me to get angry or they're trying to get me to think about them or whatever it is then you have the ability to start making a conscious decision to say, no, I'm not going to do that. And it's, it's let's see, it's not as, it, I think that sounds pretty easy, right? Anyone listening to this is like, well, that sounds pretty easy. And it's not because you have all that background information or they have all that background information on you, on how you respond, on what your normal reaction is. 
And if you're in a situation to where you're worn down, which most of us are when you're going through this, it, it lowers your ability to be able to, I don't know, appropriately respond, I guess. So that is how I, and I think most people, should handle when someone starts to trigger you. Pause for a moment and recognize, okay, they're do- this, they are absolutely trying to trigger me, too. And I'm doing this off the top of my head, so give me a, you know, bear with me. Number two would be, what are they trying to do? What is the reason of this? Meaning, are they trying to get me to get angry? Are they trying to get me to lash out? Are they trying to get me to, to fall into their narrative, to perform in their show, to read my script, to accomplish their goal? Here's the crazy part about that. What I will say is that Whenever that's the case, and, and probably 80 to 90% of the time, that is what's really going on. They're trying to get you, you know, to dance, so to speak. It's like, you know, all right, it's time for you to perform. Even if you don't do what they're trying to get you to do, most of the time they will pretend like you just did. So if they're trying to provoke you to get, a, to get an angry reaction, they'll just push the button, expect that you did what they did, and then go on with their part of the play. It's like if you're part of the show. So, Anders, let me know if that was helpful. I'm going to scroll down here. Uh, Let's see. Oh, you know what? It might help if I was in the right window as opposed to the wrong window. (laughs) I'm getting these notifications that Debbie's sending me stuff to, to look at. I'm like, it's not in the box. Why is it not in the box? Well, it's because I was in the wrong box. <laughs> That's outstanding. That's what happens whenever you don't have an adequate amount of coffee. And I was actually strongly considering not having coffee this morning. Okay. Uh, so I did trust that one. Okay. I'm going to grab this. John John says, DST, everything my ex says does upset me. So I would rather never speak to her again. Constant lies and blame shifting. I'm done. That is an is is the is yeah. I hear you, man. That's kind of the way I am. I I just it's not so much that everything. Uh, for a while there, I was in your in your shoes, John. Everything that the ex did was trigger. I mean, she didn't have to do anything. All she would have to do is you know walk by and go hi. You know, not that she ever did that, but I mean, it's like just just like something. To enter into my mind would be enough to really annoy me. And then I just got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to subject myself to it. And after then, after a while, it got to the point where she has very minimal effect on me. I tell you guys, that is, that is the really great time, right? When you get to the point that they no longer have the ability to mess with your head, to get to, to, to sneak under your defenses and just wreak havoc upon your life. Oh, Scorp says, uh, trigger, pause. This is what it is. Think, do uh, not react. Think and breathe through it. Excellent advice, Scorp. Uh, Scorp, Scorp's corpse. I always have a hard time saying that. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, I missed. Oh, what did I Tumblr? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Tumblr was asking if we had a good weekend and, and I have been, um, I'm, I'm like on the verge. See, today's kind of a test. Hold on a second. It's a test to see how well I perform today because this weekend I have not been doing well and it was like really fatigued and I don't know if it was the, I am like really susceptible to, uh, smells and, and I mean my entire life, my entire life I have been, um, like if I walk into a room with strong cleaners, it's like my system shuts down, uh, strong perfumes, it just, it, it screws with me in a way that's really annoying. So fires and smoke and that type of stuff really kick my butt. And this weekend was, 
was uh, De- Debbie and I started this weekend with all kinds of great, grandiose plans. <laughs> and those plans went out the window. <laughs> Plus, she had some problems with the water heater that is didn't completely explode, but decided to like, you know, hey, I've been I've been alive long enough. You know, you have more, you, you don't you don't have enough to do, so let's uh let's uh let's start leaking. <laughs> I haven't had I had that I had that once here in this house, which is great, right? It's like, oh wow, there's water in the garage. Call the landlord. Hey, the water heater blew up. They came over and took care of it. The other one was in my other house when I was married, and then I had to do that one. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember. I I might have actually did put that one in myself. If I remember correctly, that wasn't a lot of fun. So, but I don't I don't really I can't remember. Hmm. That was when I learned that you're supposed to clean those things out or drain them every once in a while. <laughs> I was isn't isn't it amazing? This is kind of funny. Isn't it amazing how we learn lessons the hard way, right? Yeah, it's like nobody tells you a lot of things in life. Like nobody, you know, I mean, I'm sure anybody who owns a house or has been through it, it's like, oh, come on, dude, you didn't drain your, your hot water heater? Had no clue. Had no clue about uh, uh, maintaining a septic system when we moved in there too. And you guys can imagine how fun that was. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's like with this stuff, right? I mean, you, you know, nobody tells you what to deal with, which, okay, so I'm going to look at the comments and then I'm going to try to get into today's talking points. The phone lines are open if anyone wants to participate. one 424 And I'm going to scroll down here and look through some of the comments. Uh, Oh, I'm going to grab this. I just want to, well, one, oh my God, how do I say that? Makana, Makana, Makana. Uh, I just says, I just joined. So welcome to the show. Uh, I'm not wanting to comment as me. So I created a special account to do so. Thank you for saying that. I just, because I, I need to add that back into my normal morning rotation. Guys, be careful whenever you're worried about your, inf- or you being getting, everything getting tied back to you. So um, make sure that if you're commenting on videos like mine in the comments or even in the live streams, you know, because sometimes, I mean, right now there's no picture, but sometimes the name pops up, an avatar pops up, and then you have it baked in and it's really hard for me to pull out. So uh, yeah, there are different ways to do that. I think I might, if, if anyone needs that, I think Debbie has the link, um, the direct link into YouTube or for the YouTube channel to get, uh, to do that. So, all right, let me keep scrolling. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, shell of a crab says DST constantly trying to attain perfection when around our kids is exhausting. And when, and then when the inevitable minor slip up happens, spiraling into catastrophic thinking, yeah, you got to be really careful of that. And I, and I know exactly what you're talking about because it's it, and that in and of itself is triggering, at least it was for me, because it felt like no matter what I did, I was, I was held to a no mistake standard. And really, we are. It's amazing. Your ex, on the other hand, can do no wrong, meaning no matter what they do, they, they, it's not considered wrong. And it's, it's, that is very exhausting as well. The thing is you have to be really careful of the catastrophic thinking and you have to be really careful of re, uh, reacting in the moment. If you find yourself spinning out of control, if you find yourself sitting there going, oh my God, I made a mistake. The kids are going to hate me. Now they're going to go tell their mom. Now it's going to turn into CPS. Now it's going to, you know, they're going to use that as a custody. And, and as I'm saying this, this is exactly the mindset I would have. Something would happen and I would be like, oh my God, everything is going to fall apart. I'm going to lose everything. There, this is going to be, this is going to be the pivotal point where I've totally screwed this up and everything is going to change. If you find yourself falling down that rabbit hole, take a breath, breathe for a moment, 
think about not not overly think about it but just like okay yeah maybe you made a mistake just but you can un, you know you can fix it that minor slip up can turn into a catastrophe if you allow it and you follow it down follow it down the rabbit hole until that catastrophic idea actually comes to to be all right let's see shell of a crab says fatigue to dsd fatigue really exacerbates this yes yes it does it really does so here here's the thing guys don't put yourself in a situation that you're not ready for. And okay, so let me just, what I mean by this is, like for, for right now, right? I'm, I can tell I'm starting to get fatigued. I'm starting to get, um, uh, you know, breathing is, you know, whatever. I, I, I can tell. If you know you're in that situation and you have to interact with your ex, if you do not feel like you are up to it, don't do it. Don't put yourself into it. Make up a reason why you can't be there. I mean, right now with COVID and everything, and, and you know, there's probably not a lot of stuff going on at school, depending on where you're at. Like right here in California, at least where I am, schools are still virtual. They're not even there. They haven't even moved to, you know, three days virtual, two days at school. Every all the kids are doing it uh, remotely. Anyways, what I mean is, is that, so the likelihood that you're going to have like, oh, there's a school function, you have to interact with your ex, or there's something that's happening and you might have to be there. Right now you shouldn't have to, but if, if that wasn't the case, or if you're in an area, like for instance, let's say I was not, I was not in the Jedi master skill level that I am now. Uh, I would, if, if I was feeling like this and I was also really tense and stressed about something and there was a school function today, I wouldn't go. I'd be like, no, nope, I have another appointment. Um, oh, I just, you know, work came up. I'm sick. Whatever the deal is, I wouldn't put myself in the situation. I only really had that happen a few times. <clears throat> Excuse me. <sighs> I only really had that happen a few times during the course of, well, the last nine years. There was only a, a handful of times where, and that typically was, I wasn't feeling well, something had happened in court or around court, and like the bomb had just dropped like the day before, and I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to sit, I'm going to be, you know, it was just too much, and I'm like, nope, not going to do it, not going to do it, so, oh man, uh, Yeah, that's back to the water heater thing. John says, water heaters are a pain. Better to replace them before they explode. Yeah, you know what's really weird about that? Hey, here, here's the other thing. How can I, I'm going to try to tie this back into our situation. As soon as, uh, as, so last weekend, so Friday was Debbie's birthday. So we did that here. And then... Sunday when the kids went back to their mom, we headed out over to the to the beach. And I think it was probably Friday we were up there and Debbie's like, "Hey, there's some water in 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 the uh, in the garage." And we looked at it and I'm like, "Yeah, and it's complicated because there's a lot of stuff in there." But I didn't, you know, she's like her she was thinking, "Oh, it's the uh not hot water heater. It's the uh swamp cooler where she's at. It's typically cooler." Um, than down here in the desert, but, and I was like, oh, okay. So I got, I got vapor locked on it being that. And then, you know, so we did our thing and then it was like, oh, there's still water there. And I'm like, whoa, what? There's, there shouldn't still be, you know, if you shut it off, it should have dried out. And then when she said it was a hot water heater, I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I even think about that? I mean, that's like, that should have been the first freaking thing I thought about. I didn't even think about it. Okay. My point is, and this is a distraction thing that a talk. <laughs> this is going to be, follow me here on this segue. I'll say this, a distraction technique that a toxic narcissistic person will do will be to try to, to change your, your thinking to where you're thinking about the wrong thing, right? 
you may you may like okay this is my troubleshooting thing but if they can inter- insert themselves into it and basically dysregulate you to where you're not thinking correctly you, like you get into that catastrophic thinking it's easy for you to lose sight of what what you're really trying to focus on or what the real problem probably is and go down the wrong path this is a very long-winded way for me to try to say look if you find yourself into that and you ultimately go oh crap you know I should have been doing this or thinking about things this way instead of this way. Just go easy on yourself, right? You know, there's a lot of things going on in life. There's a lot of things going on in our situations. And sitting there and beating yourself up over something or beating yourself up over getting tricked is counterproductive. Don't do it to yourself. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, so I'm going to look down more. Ed's is a comments. Oh, man. Oh, if you guys want to get a hold of me or uh, flag my attention, make sure you just do at DSD. It'll highlight it. And if you could just put Q, like for question, colon, uh, or Q dash, so that I know it's directly at, directed at me, that would be very helpful. Um, oh, the other thing is, is if you like what's going on with this channel, I didn't say this earlier, but uh, consider becoming a channel member. The membership keeps growing. I'm almost to the point where I'm going to start trying to do some, some special things for, for the member group. But uh, the reason I haven't before is because when it was smaller, it was really hard to corral everybody to, to, sign, uh, to be able to do something at a spe- specific, a particular, a particular time. Oh, geez. All right. Let's see. I'm scrolling down yet again. Oh, okay. Makana, Makania, Makana uh, says, I have a neural disability and can't perform certain tasks without support. And he uses this to prov- pr- prove I'm negligent and how to approach things right now. So here's the here's the thing. They are going to try to This is this is actually a, a really good example of how they use our vulnerabilities and what they know about us against us, right? If you have an issue like a neurodisability that whoops, sorry, that does affect your life and they know that it it's it's in, you know, you're you're concerned about it. It's like they know how to to dive right in and, you know, laser like focus on, on those issues. Mechanic, mechanic, mech. I keep wanting to add another K in there. Mech. Can I'll just call you mech. Hopefully that's not rude. If it is, I apologize, but I, sometimes I have a problem with names. It just, it screws my head up. Make sure that you can actually take care of the kids. And what I mean is I don't mean, that, you know, you have to do everything, but it's like, can you provide them uh, love and attention? Can you make sure that they're safe? And, and that doesn't mean like, like, let's say I'm trying to think of an example. Like my son has a physical disability, you know, so he can't really pick things up. That doesn't mean that, oh my God, he couldn't be a, a good parent because he can't do that. Now, would some, would a narcissistic person try to use that against him? Yes. Just make sure, you're fo- make sure you're demonstrating with your own actions that you are a good, attentive parent. Negligent, now your ex, any, any one of us as ex is going to try to turn around and say that we're negligent in, a, uh, in whatever way in their narrative to, to try to paint their, their side of the story, paint the picture that they're trying to put out there. So uh, if you have an attorney, check with one just to make sure Make sure that they're not saying, oh, that's a problem. You know, I, it, it's as long as you are, what's the word, like uh, cognizant of what's going on with the kids. I guess what I'm trying to say, this is what I'm formulating in my mind. If you had a drug problem or something like that to where you were completely checked out and the, ki- and the kids had no adult supervision, that's a problem. If you have 
a situation where you become incapacitated, that could be a problem. Like, let's say you have, you know, I don't know, seizures or something. Then, you know, but, but then, but the thing on that is what's your plan to mitigate it, right? Like, for instance, I'm just brainstorming here, but it's like, you know, if you have the life alert thing, you know, to where if you fall down, I mean, that's no more of an older person thing, but, but, um, but think about it in, the, in that regard and try not to, to, to take the bait and fall for the fear that they're going to try to instill in you and you say sorry for the multiple posts. No, no worries. Not, not a problem. Oh, whoops, I just hit my monitor with my coffee. That's tragic. Um, all right, so I'm, now I'm trying to get... Let's see. No, I'm just looking. Okay. So the other thing that Max said is, uh, wish to have Debbie happy birthday, which is great. Uh, this is, I went in a fearing alienation. I went into a panic last year. Guys, be very, here, I got this new punched in thing. Be very careful about that. It is so easy to get so wrapped up in what's going on and get into that panic that we almost start to make things worse. Not almost, we do. We absolutely start to make things worse for ourselves. So be very, very careful about that. Because now I'm, uh, and now that I'm more grounded, I still have no legal strategy or financial leverage. Uh, he got to got courts to cancel all child support and arrears. Now, I don't necessarily consider that a, a I mean, obviously, if you're expecting the money and it gets erased, that's not, you know, that's frustrating. But don't treat a, a, a loss like that, meaning that that's going to affect custody, right? I mean, realistically, depending on what, if they, if, if, I mean, it's almost, see, here's the problem is you take a narcissist. This is what's really annoying about this is a narcissistic person can manipulate the system and get the courts to do that. Then you take someone else who's not that. And let's say they, they lose their job or something happens and they go back to court and they're like, Hey, you know, this happened. We need to, to fix this. Then oftentimes it'll be like, Nope, you know, we're going to put that in arrears. We're going to throw you in jail. We're going to do all these things. And it's like, what the hell? That's not to say, let me just clarify. That's not to say that if somebody does have like, let's see, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of a scenario where I could explain this better because it didn't necessarily happen to me because I did fall into arrears. Well, no, actually, let me back up. You know, if I had gone back to court, which I didn't and said, Hey, you know, we had a government shutdown. Um, I was furloughed for a period of time. I lost uh, a whole paycheck which I kind of orchestrated that myself. I mean, to, in all honesty, but, but if I would have been able to argue that and they said, okay, yeah, right. You know, that makes sense. And we'll erase that. But typically that stuff doesn't, <laughs> typically it doesn't seem to happen. So, all right. Okay. Let's see. Let me, I'm looking, I'm just scrolling down. I, I saw something that Merge said. I wanted to grab that, but I haven't got there yet. I've, I've fallen behind in the, con man, this show's going by fast. Ooh, I want to find this one. I want to find this one from, uh, from Casey. Oh, and it just, it just now came on my screen. Casey says, uh, Dwayne question, did you start to get anxiety after dealing with a narc or had anxiety get even worse? I always had anxiety. It was something that I've had my entire life. Well, I don't have it so much now, but, but growing up and absolutely during the marriage, I had anxiety and panic attacks, not to the point that it was debilitating, though it was close, right? There were some things that I, that I would I remember at one point going to the doctor because I'm like, okay, it's either a panic attack or I'm, I'm having a heart attack. Uh, luckily, it was anxiety. And uh, Casey goes on to say, I've never had anxiety or panic attacks until getting, whoops, 
getting uh, out of the narc webs. But see, here's the thing. I think it's normal to have panic attacks and stuff whenever you're, whenever you're get, disentangling yourself from a narcissistic relationship or a toxic relationship because these people try to drive you crazy. So you start second-guessing yourself. You start thinking that, that uh, you know, I mean, well, you start feeling like you're losing your mind. So, Casey, though you may be dealing with this now, most of the time, as you understand what you're dealing with, you learn techniques to deal with the anxiety, it'll get better, and you should end up back to where you were before. Take, like in my situation, I'm not back to where I was before. I'm better, right? So now I have a better understanding of everything that's happened in my life, and it's changed my perspective on a lot of this so that things don't, uh, it doesn't happen as much anymore. Um, I still, I'm trying to think I, in my last job, I used to have to do, you know, get up in front of people and do briefings and, and run and not briefings, but, but, um, like a large assembly, like, you know, like, let's say if you work at a company and they have an all hands meeting and you have, you know, the entire crew there and the, and the main guy is giving, you know, providing, providing, easy for me to say, information that used to freak me the hell out. So, uh, and it would, it would really stress me out. Fortunately, being forced to do it, uh, I got, for me, what it was is that I was able to prove to myself that the fear or the anxiety of what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. And most of the time it went completely fine. I was able to, to perform, you know, the task at hand. And, uh, once I was able to do that a few times, then it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I know what this is. I'm just, I'm having a panic attack or I'm having a anxiety. Maybe that's a better way to put it. I've only had a few panic attacks. Those aren't fun either. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, that is, it is normal. And I think that, uh, with time you will, it will get better. Here's what I was going to say. Merge says I have ADHD and the only issue with that is I'm very prone to gaslighting. And, and again, remember, guys, like I said, these people know what your weaknesses are. They will laser-like focus on them to, ac- to accomplish their goal, which is to get you emotionally dysregulated so that you make mistakes. Absolutely what they're trying to do. Okay, so I'm um, sorry to hear this. And Max says, uh, no, he provided or proved, sorry, proved his case and made me sound like I was negligent and won custody. He was, he has proven it by, by minus similar to music. By, okay, so I missed part of that. So yeah, here, here's the thing. Here's the really frustrating part. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about in the beginning. Remember when I was saying, if, you, if, for the, if you've been listening for the entire thing, they have a narrative and a story, and they expect us to play the part. And if they're able to push buttons and then have us respond in a way that demonstrates that, it can be very damaging. So it, now the way to undo that is you have to understand this, the narrative, what they're trying to say, and then try to show why it's not the case. Now, obviously, yeah, you say, uh, I love to do. Yeah, Mech is saying, yeah, if you want to do a coaching call, the, you mentioned that, you can actually, let me see if I can pull this up. If you go to the website, just go to the Dad's Surviving Divorce website. It, there's a, a tab right at the top for that, um, and uh, you can sign up. Yeah, it'd probably be easier to go into more detail, and then I could, instead of just trying to do generals or just comments out of the thing, it'd be, it would be easier for me to kind of deep dive on what specifically happened, what the details are, and then try to provide, offer some, some thoughts and advice on a way forward to, to uh, undo that. 
Um, yeah, so I see you're adding more information. I see. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to uh, cycle through this real quick. Yeah. So, so Mac, let's uh, let's book a, a coaching call and we can deep dive on that. Don't want to turn this into a commercial for for my coaching services, but I think that one would be helpful. Here's the thing I want to say. I mean, so anyone who's looking at the chat. Every once in a while, things happen to where we lose ground or we lose. It may not be what we want or what it's fair, but sometimes it is what it is. Now, there's multiple iterations of this. One is, you know, you, you had all the time and then it comes to, it's, it's you know, let, let's say, you, well, I'm going to just run through this. You start out and you have the kids 100% of the time or most of the time, you know, 80, you know, 90, 10, right? Whatever. Then maybe it goes to 50, 50. And that's a big adjustment, right? I mean, if you haven't, if you had them all the time and now you only have them for part of the time, that's tough. I mean, I would say in some ways before when I was with, excuse me, when I was married and in the house, I effectively had the kids, you know, I had access to them every day, saw them every day. Saw them in the morning, saw them in, in, for in the evening, all the weekends. And I don't think people think about that, right? People don't think about that, that typically in the stereotypical situation, you know, a man is there and then boom, you're completely erased. I know that's not necessarily what I'm talking about with, with well, I don't think what we're talking about with Mac, but. And then it, so, okay. So if you go from that to, to less time to let's say 50-50, well, you still have the time, right? So you can still develop the relationships. And then let's say it gets to the point to where you're every other weekend, you know, and that's really frustrating, but you still have time, right? You still have a connection, albeit not as, not as much time. So the effectiveness you're going to have to be as a parent is, is significantly reduced, but you're still there, right? You're still able to, to show up and be a part of your children's live, lives. Then you have the next phase, which is kind of, kind of sounds like what Mech has, to where you only have a few days a month. So it's even less, less time than every other weekend. You still, as long as you have time, you can be, be working on the relationship with your kids. Now, it's critically important that you're very effective in the time you have. Right. And it's obvious if you the more time you have, the more time that you you can make mistakes and undo it because you have that you have that more more reoccurring. Contact. But even with a short amount of time. You can still build the relationship, and that's really the key, right, because as long as you can build the relationship and you can keep things positive. With your with your kids and with yourself as much as you can. It really puts an interrupt in on the parental alienation. Doesn't mean that you're going to be 100% successful. It just hedges your bets. It, it improves your odds. It's like, hey, you can take a test. You know, you can go and uh, take the DMV test tomorrow and you might do okay. Or you could study for it and there's a good chance that you're going to do a little bit better. That's kind of what I'm talking about. You know, it's like, it's like how do you... Um, maximize your success. And then you have people and we have a few of them. I don't know if we have any of them here today. Well, with 86 people, we probably do where the alienation has taken place or you're, you're basically effectively don't get to see your kids at all. Typically this happens at the beginning of this process. And, uh, you know, then normally you're able to undo that. Um, but some people go to court, they go through the whole thing and they've made a mistake and that, uh, you know, and they, they blow it and the system fails them. And then in that situation, you try to get yourself as healthy as possible to where you can leave the door open figuratively 
so that whenever the kids show an interest or want to participate with you or whatever, that you're there. Because then you have to make sure that the interactions you have with them are, are very, <clears throat> I don't want to say plan, plan is not the right word, but very effective. We'll say it that way. Because then you have very limited time and you want to make sure that your actions don't go back into what the, uh, the narrative of what the ex is trying to say. Oh, geez, sorry about that. Big Tech says, the warrior's greatest goal is peace. That is, it's very, very, very true. You have to... Uh, so I'm going to grab this. Uh, Mech says, I have ADHD too, and they claimed I was negligent and unfit, and then claimed I had other mental health issues. So this, the, 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 the short version of this is I would say, how do you get your ADHD under control, right? There's medications that are effective. There may be treatments that are effective. If you can demonstrate that, okay, I mean, because they've, they've already won that argument, right? And, and the sad part is somebody with ADHD, it's easy, easy it would be easier, easier for a uh, toxic malaria, uh, I was going to say, not, not malignant, but uh, crap, I can't think of the word. Evil. I'll just say evil. That's, the, that's what I'm trying to say. Person to push your buttons to get you to respond in a way that makes you look like you're, not, you're unhinged, you're not fully there, and ultimately un, un negligent and unfit. Because think about it. One of two things happened in that situation. Either the whole system is corrupt which is possible, or they were able to think about it. You, you go to court and you don't have 9,000 pages to, to make your case. You really have a couple of pages and they're going to be taking the responses and reactions of everybody. And if you performed in such a way or demonstrate, uh, performed isn't the right word. If you appeared in such a way that it was easy for, let's say the judge to look at it and go, yep, I see everything that they're saying right in that person. That's so sad. And this is what I'm doing. Um, and that's probably why, you know, that, that's easy how it gets in, into, into that situation. So, so let me back up. What I meant is to, or to, to, to roll, to roll this back in. Oof. What you have to do now. Okay. Let me say it this way. The fact, quote unquote, right now is that you have been deemed unfit and uh, negligent. Okay. You don't agree with it. Let's say all of us here don't agree with it. Problem is, is that the court said they agree with it. The next case on this is, is one, did they, did they tell you or ask you to do something to deal with this? And did you do it right? Oftentimes, you know, it's like, you know, you need to get counseling. You need anger management courses. I'm talking about like for, for like in my situation, which they didn't say I need anger management courses, but I'm just following me here. Sometimes in a situation, they'll say, Hey, you need to do these, these things to demonstrate that you're not unfit and you're not negligent. That's the case. Then you have to jump through the flaming hoops to do that. And then basically go, if, if they gave you a laundry list of stuff to do to prove that you're fit, then start working through that process. If that's not the case, then Mech, I would get with your attorney, if you have one, find out what the appropriate legal remedies you have. And more than likely, it's going to be that you would have to come in and say, hey, look, I've been, you know, for the last six months, the last year, whatever the time frame is, these are the things I have done to correct this issue. And I now am ready to have more time and I want more time. And you're, you would have to slowly just eke through that process to, uh, to make, to make those, uh, make those changes, I guess is the word I'm trying to say. All right. Did I, am I falling behind on the comments? I think I am. I apologize for that. 
Oh, man. Hi, <laughs> Tumblers. If you want to get free advice from an attorney, call them and act like you're about to retain and tell them your situation. Ask the questions and, and then ghost them. <laughs> Actually, I think most places you can either get a free, like one hour consult, uh, or they might charge you a hundred bucks or something. Um, take advantage of that. You know, I mean, e- even if, even if you're going to self-represent, represent yourself, it's good to have, um, a better understanding of what you're dealing with. Let me back that up. It's good to have an understanding of what you're dealing with in your specific area. A local attorney is going to know the judges and is going to know, know what they normally, uh, how things normally go. And being able to talk to somebody in that environment, in that situation, to be able to say, or to be able to tell you that things are a certain way or, oh, you know, Judge Smith is really, uh, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, he really, if there's any, I'm trying to think, like in this situation, they could tell you that, oh, that judge is, uh, if there's any questions on anyone's ability, they tip, you know, he errors in an excessive side of caution and typically does this, that, this, that, or this, you know, that type of thing. Um, Let me scroll down. Oh no. Okay, so I missed. All right, let me see if I can. Okay, I'm. Okay, Squirps, I missed a lot of what you were saying. I apologize for that. So just trying to trying to catch up on that. I don't it's it's tough when I miss part of the conversation. I don't really know everything that's going on. Uh, I will grab this though. Squirp says, as long as your kid is still there, don't ever stop. Even if it feels meaningless, just keep going. Uh, and be that stable person they need. Love them by any means. Note, listening, allowing them to be kids. Excellent advice. Very, very true. All right. Children need to be heard, understood. They will learn from how you are handling it, how you are reacting to it. Yeah, we, we do make a, uh, or we are a, um, a big example on that. Okay, let's see. Now, this is true. Merge says to to me, uh, nothing wrong with ADHD as a parent. They have not won the argument. What they do is pile up the BS for court to distract from the actual issues. Quid pro quo, uh, um, evaluate them. Yeah, great advice. See, the, the thing is, or the problem is, it's so easy to get caught up in and what's going on, and the fear of it, right? And, and so everyone who, anybody who's watching this, and if you're thinking, oh my God, you know, I have a similar thing, I'm going to lose too. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Don't go down that catastrophic thinking because that leads to you making mistakes and could potentially turn the tide on things and make it worse, uh, worse for you. So you have to be very careful on this. Again, it goes back up to the original question we had about dealing with triggers and anxiety. You have to slow yourself down and be very strategic in what you're doing so that you minimize your mistakes and you can undo the craziness that they're trying to do. And, and merge is right because they are going to try to spin a tail and make things so complicated and so convoluted that you get lost in it. You make a ton of mistakes and it negatively affects your your situation. That's what that's what they're trying to do. That's the goal. Oh man. So All right. God, we're at like we only got like 5 minutes left. That's crazy. Time is flying by. Hey, at least I made it. I'm making it through it. I was a little worried about about the halfway point. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm starting to run out of steam." 
All right. Oh, I like this. Uh, it's to Mac. Um, ADA people are of, are of the best in people in the world. Don't buy that BS. Use your ADHD advantages. There are many. Yeah. That is true. That's a really good point, Merge. I appreciate you saying that because it's so often easy to fall to, to, to look at our own personal weaknesses and think that that's completely what defines us and not realize that every one of us has different things that we're really good at. We all have things that we're not good at, but there are things that, that we shine at and we need to leverage on what those are. You know, maybe it's, well, I don't know. I mean, it's like, um, you know, what, what can you do to offset the story that they're trying to paint? Uh, Okay. Right. I'm going to just grab this one. Max says, uh, whoops, do not, wait a minute, do not the narc outsmart the eval. I thought you were going to say, how do you outsmart the eval? The thing is, you have to make sure that you're completely aware. See, this is the thing. A narcissistic person is really good at reading the room and knowing what they need to do to perform. Since everything is an act for them, it's really easy. What we have to do is we have to know what exactly it is they're trying to, um, what de to determine. And then try to, I mean, if it's a problem that we have, acknowledge it to say that we we're aware of it and then demonstrate ways we're mitigating it or how it's not an issue, if that makes sense. So... <clears throat> I want to grab this. Meg says that, yes, after the summer, I realized my kids will never stop loving me. See, here's the other thing. Even if alienation is going on, kids want to love both parents. They may be under the spell of the toxic ex. They may be falling for the lies and stuff. That does happen. But if we're able to give them an environment where they feel that were available and loving to them, most of the time you can undo a lot of this because fundamentally they don't want to hate you. They might have to in the beginning. They might have to because, you know, so often the other parent makes them feel like if they give the other, give you too much attention, then they get punished for it. That's why it's really important. Even if you have a short amount of time, even if you only see your kids two days a month, Hopefully it's, you know, but you have some in, uh, uninterrupted alone time with them. If that is good and they're not trying to burn your house to the ground, you're doing okay. You know, lather, rinse, and repeat that to minimize, uh, to, to stop the alienation and not have it get any, wor any worse. Oh, iTumblr says, Dwayne, what you fear, uh-oh, my phone line thing almost hung up on, well, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, what you fear is what you attract. That is so true. Okay. So we are coming up on the end. So I just want to say this. Uh, if you guys missed the beginning, at the beginning, tomorrow, Leslie will be here. We will be running, uh, doing a collab, talking about Amber Heard and her blame-shifting tactics. So please set your, your, your marker or whatever for that tomorrow. That should be a crazy show. Uh, should be a good discussion. Thursday, I have Marco Brown coming on, unless something changes, but uh, uh, to talk about, uh, he's an attorney who's going to be talking about how to deal with a narcissistic um, uh, ex. And on that, guys, thanks for hanging out with me on this Monday. I hope that uh, you have a great rest of your day. The thing I want to just say is thank you so much for all the channel members and all their support. It really means a lot, and it helps keep the lights going on that Take care of yourself. Don't beat yourself up. And I'll see you here tomorrow.